In the Florida governor's race, Democrat Charlie Crist has been defeated by MAGA wannabe and 2024 hopeful Ron DeSantis. And now, in accordance with Florida law, Charlie Crist will be forced on a plane and flown to Martha's Vineyard. Ah, yes, the Democrat Party's propaganda machine doesn't waste a minute, do they? No, they don't. Well, uh, God bless America, and welcome to everyone on this Wednesday morning after what we laughingly call Election Day. And uh, let's say it's a mixed bag. A mixed bag. There is a, uh, there's a great deal to be positive about, to be optimistic about, and uh, there ought to be a little bit of... Um, well, hopefully not nasal gazing, but uh, gazing, but soul searching. The Republican Party and uh, the approach. We got to look at Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy and the role that they played in this. President Trump, the role that he played in this. The Republican Party writ large, uh, because you know, if you can't create a uh, a Republican wave, you know, I don't like red and blue because the commies are red, and that's them. Um, if you can't create a Republican wave with the current circumstances, then under exactly what circumstances will you be able to create a Republican wave? Uh, interesting times we're in, no doubt. We are, of course, at 888-630-9625. I, uh, this morning, was on the couch with my best girl. I was up till about 1 a.m. and, and uh, last night, and then up uh, this morning at 5 a.m., and and a little, a little bleary-eyed, I got to say. But you know, I had a little bit of breakfast, so I'm, I think I'm good to go. And this morning, I said, "Well, uh, you know, I'm kind of reminded of Ronald Reagan at this moment in history. Ronald Reagan used to love to tell a story. He told the story many times about um, two little boys, two little boys. They're twin boys, and one of the boys uh, was uh, always pessimistic about everything." Always absolutely pessimistic about everything, down in the mouth all the time. Sad, gropey, a, 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 a mope. And uh, the other boy was always chipper and cheerful, always very positive. And so the parents took the twin boys to a psychiatrist to see what's going on with my kids. I got this one kid who's moping all the time. And psychiatrist said, no problem, let me handle this. Took the mopey boy, the gropey boy, the unhappy, always negative boy, future Democrat, and uh, brought him into a room that was piled high with toys, brand new, beautiful toys, toys everywhere. And the little boy burst into tears. And uh, the psychiatrist said, what's the, what's the matter? Can't understand what's going on. He said, uh, don't you want to play with any of the toys? He said, yeah, but if I did, I'd only break them. And, uh, and the kid uh, cried. Uh, took the other boy, the optimistic boy, the eternally optimistic boy, and brought him into a room that was piled high almost to the ceiling with dung, with horse manure. Horse manure, turns out. And the uh, little boy, big smile on his face, sprinted toward the pile of manure, climbed up on it, dug his hands and his arms into the pile of manure. Uh, baffled again, the psychiatrist said, said, what, uh, what are you doing? And the boy said, I know there's a pony in there somewhere. I know there's a pony in there somewhere. So, uh, I, you know, this morning I think that, um, you know, not the best I can offer. I'll try to do a little better. But we'll start with, I know there's a pony in there somewhere. <laughs> I know there's a pony in there somewhere because, uh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. It was something. The, uh, you know, the projected, the predicted 
uh, Republican wave in the House of Representatives. Here we are on Wednesday morning, and of course we're dealing with the Democrats and the media, uh, but I repeat myself and, and all of that. But uh, here we are on Wednesday morning, and we don't actually know whether the Republicans, it looks like they're going to control the House of Representatives, and this is vitally important to the future of humankind because, you know, the Hitler uh, Nazi fascists are destroying our democracy and the world itself. So just using, uh, borrowing some of the Democrat Party rhetoric. And uh, uh, we're looking at a Republican-controlled House of Representatives. And, and then it looks like uh, Kevin McCarthy, who can't speak, would become the Speaker of the House. And uh, that is somewhat problematic. The, uh, in, in the Senate, a much tighter situation. The Republicans have secured 48 seats in the, in the United States Senate. There are 100 seats for Democrats listening along. And the Democrats have, uh, have secured 48 seats, 48 for Republicans, 48 for Democrats. Uh, therefore, you can see there are a number of uh, seats still undecided and uh, hanging uh, in limbo. The, uh, the balance of the Senate, the control of the Senate, is uh, still up in the air. And it may very well come down to there's a squeaker in uh, Georgia uh, with Herschel Walker and, uh, you know, and uh, Raphael Warnock, who ran over his wife with his car, which is okay with Democrats. They, you know, they elected Ted Kennedy again and again. Uh, come on, they love uh, running over uh, women and leaving dead women in cars and stuff. You know, Ted Kennedy, Ted Kennedy was the, uh, the only uh, senior-ranking national political figure that had an actual confirmed kill in the war on women. He had uh, little stickers on the side of his car as the mud flap lady, you know, uh, symbol uh, to represent the, the kill that he had. So it may come down to a, uh, a runoff election, which would be in December, to decide who has control of the United States Senate. And there's a lot of finger pointing going on. And, and you know what? There probably should be a lot of finger pointing going on. But there should also be a bit of, uh, you know, there, there's, there's reason for optimism. There is. Uh, thanks to President Trump and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, God forbid, uh, uh, Mitch McConnell, the control of the Supreme Court is in the hands of sane people and not crazy, rabid political activists that can't tell you what a woman is because uh, the Democrats have one of those. What's a woman? I don't know. What am I, a nuclear physicist? Uh, and uh, <laughs> but the Supreme Court, you had uh, the, the fight over uh, Roe v. Wade, and, and honestly, the Supreme Court, according to pollsters and and so on, the uh, Roe v. Wade uh, was probably a big factor with a lot of voters in uh, across the country and in key states and in key key races, uh, and uh, probably did not work in favor of the uh, the Democrat candidates in many instances. So we've got that going for us. Now, at the same time, uh, the House of Representatives still uh, not firmly in the hands of the Republicans and look out for the Democrats who have sayings like by any means necessary and, and uh, by hook or by, by crook, by hammer and sickle. It's a, a, it's a hammer and sickle. It's a hammer and tong. Yeah, I, I like hammer and sickle. And uh, by any means necessary, they are seeking to maintain control, keep control, uh, not only of the Senate, but of the House of Representatives. And I got to tell you, if it, uh, uh, that doesn't look likely. It looks like the Republicans will secure 
control of the House of Representatives. But it's no red tsunami, uh, no big red wave that um, that uh, everybody was talking about. I was I tried to be cautiously optimistic. And when it comes to the Senate, I, I said it yesterday as well that uh, I thought the Senate was up in the air all along. It was it was not in the bag by any stretch of the imagination before yesterday, and, and it continues to not be in the bag. Um, Mitch McConnell may be to blame for that, at least to some degree or another. And the House of Representatives, well, Kevin McCarthy, uh, no genius, and I don't know who's doing the strategizing and the, the uh, distribution of money here, but uh, they didn't... Uh, they didn't uh, knock me out. I'll, uh, I'll uh, uh, give you that much. So there's a lot to say about all of that, of course. Also in uh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, they uh, voted for the, you know, uh, Quasimodo to go to the United States Senate wearing a hoodie, um, which is pretty crazy, uh, I've got to say. And uh, the uh, Democrat governor uh, also, um, the, we, we, in New York, the uh, Kathy Hochul, won the governor's race, and Lee Zeldin did not. So New Yorkers and Pennsylvanians, the Democrats, I'm, this morning I was texting somebody about New York uh, being allowed to leave the union. I think it might be good if New York left the union at this point. In uh, New York, the voters opted for more crime, more transgender story hour for kindergarten children, more people being thrown in front of subway trains, uh, lower quality of education, High crime, uh, low economy. Uh, I, you know, what these people are voting for? You had Lee Zeldin was a very good candidate and uh, was a very good option. But in New York, they, you know, so many people have left New York for Florida that, uh, that that's where you find the good news. Because in, in Florida, big wins, big wins, uh, they're very important wins. And and it is a solidly, a rock-solid Republican state, the state of Florida, which is key to presidential elections. And the Democrats have targeted it like the Japanese targeted Pearl Harbor uh, for so long now because they know it's key to winning the presidency and getting control of the departments and agencies and the courts. And, you know, they're, uh, they're not power-crazed or anything like that. Uh, but uh, New York, uh, uh, they reelected Schumer in New York, too. Schumer, the lizard. And uh, what is the matter with these Democrats? I got to tell you, they're just amazing. Arizona still in limbo. Um, and, and that is uh, uh, kind of amazing. What happened to Katie Porter? I was, uh, do we know what happened to Katie Porter? She was in California, the one who's terrorizing her daughter with the apocalyptic death cult thing. Katie Porter, where there was some possibility that the California Democrat was going to lose, but I bet she won. Too close to call. Too close to call. Still too close to call. A lot of races still close to call. Still too close to call. I don't like this too close to call stuff. I like, uh, I like uh, decisive uh, wins. In Michigan, they reelected uh, uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, who is a plane crash into a school when it comes to political leadership. And they, Democrats, the Democrats rallied and reelected her. She should probably be in an orange jumpsuit in shackles, but, and couldn't be a bigger hypocrite, but the Democrats reelected her. Pretty amazing. They reelected Tony Evers in uh, Wisconsin. It looks like in Oregon, where that Kotek woman, that's not a good name, is it? Kotek looks like uh, the radical extremist left wing. Bernie Sanders, 
Kotech uh, is uh, going to win. And um, and Arizona, uh, Kelly, uh, looks like uh, Kelly won. Um, and it's uh, still up in the air with uh, the, you know, the, the, the good race in, uh, in Arizona. But I'll get into something. But I can't believe Fetterman won in Pennsylvania. What is the matter with you, Pennsylvania? Have you looked at this guy? Have you seen him? Have you listened to him? Can you explain to me why you would vote for Fetterman? Now, you know, doctor, he's a medical doctor, not like uh, Jill Biden. Mehmet Oz, TV star for all these years. You know, he was uh, Oprah Winfrey's production company, Harpo, distributed his show, put his show out there. And she came out against him because, you know, I care what Oprah thinks when it, <laughs> when it comes to voting on Election Day or Election Month or Election Season or or whatever it is. Jen Psaki, who is a racist, um, said she's on one of the, you know, CNN, MSNBC, what's the difference? Um, and uh, she said that she talked to her friends at the White House uh, where they were having like a monkeypox fest, I think. They were <laughs> everybody in the East Room, everybody was naked and lubricated and spreading monkeypox. I, I made that part up, but it, it could be. It wouldn't be surprising. Said at the White House they were giddy. Giddy with delight. They were giddy. Um, and, and, and then she put out this, uh, you see the racist, uh, the racist thing she, she put out? We'll get to her racist thing about, about you know, Latinx and breakfast tacos and, and all that stuff. But she accidentally revealed something that, you know, that they're actually selling socialism, that they are the Socialist Party. She didn't mean to reveal that, but, but she did. Um, listen, there is obviously a great deal to talk about. There were uh, issues in Arizona and Maricopa County with uh, voting machines. Surprise, surprise. There is uh, uh, some great audio of, uh, well, of, uh, let's uh, uh, start with Ron DeSantis and uh, Marco Rubio. And there are, there are all kinds of questions being raised about the Republican Party's ability to get the job done. Uh, the leadership in Congress, such as it is, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell, uh, about the role of President Donald Trump in um, in all of this, uh, about the uh, future of Ron DeSantis and the uh, you know uh, President Trump is now laying down the gauntlet, going after DeSantis. You know, it started with De Sanctimonious, and now uh, his wife, De, Ron DeSantis's wife, in the crosshairs apparently, and the marriage, and uh, boy, the destructo machine uh, that is the American political system is something to behold. We're at 888-630-9625. Yes, the vaunted red wave never hit the shore in midterm elections. The Washington Post is excited to announce. The Washington Examiner earlier returned the red wave rolls through Guam. Guam, as Republicans pick up their first win. That was their first win. I I actually shared that yesterday. It's like, hey, Guam, pretty good. Because it's tomorrow there, so, you know, they were the first ones to report. First Republican non-voting delegate elected in Guam. Uh, Hank Johnson is happy, though, because Guam finally flipped. Finally flipped. And uh, we had some uh, political violence um, yesterday. We'll, uh, we'll get into that. And the future of the Republican Party in the United States of America. There's only one Chris Plant. The Chris Plant Show. 
Hey, it's Chris Plant inviting you on our 2023 sea cruise. Next June, we'll be heading to the beautiful Mediterranean, sailing from Barcelona to Portugal, with stops in Ibiza, Casablanca, and more. For details, visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. I heard words this morning on the television that I had never heard before in this sequence. Stacey Abrams has conceded. Stacey Abrams has conceded. Long, long time election denier. Stacey Abrams conceded. I think it was Martha McCallum last night said for, for both governor's races or just for this one? Beto O'Rourke lost, which shouldn't come as a big surprise. It's his third loss. And there was a, a pretty funny line out there that Beto O'Rourke has... Uh, has lost th- three races now, but he's spent $164 million of Democrat money doing it. He's lost three races, and his name is Robert Francis O'Rourke, uh, and he stole that Beto thing because, I don't know, breakfast tacos or something like that. The Hispanic Vote Florida, Miami-Dade County, Ron DeSantis, Marco Rubio. I have the mayor of Miami uh, for you today as well. Let's go to uh, Let's go to the telephones, Michael. Let's go to Angela, calling from Montclair, Virginia. Angela, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hello, Chris. Well, well, I have a couple of things about last night. I'm really upset because uh, where did we get this whole thing about a red wave, and it never occurred? I'm thinking that it was in fighting in shenanigans. I believe that um, Mitch McConnell and, and the donors and the establishment Republicans, this was their chance to snatch the Republican Party away from Trump. They didn't support especially any Trump-backed uh, candidates, but any candidates. They could not allow this to happen. I'm not saying it was all their fault because I'm thinking you just said $54 million that um, O'Rourke spent – now, where are they getting all that money? Because a lot of candidates were complaining about the money that the Democrats are, are, you know, were spending in these elections. So I'm starting to think about the uh, $80 billion sent to Ukraine and then another $40 billion. How much of that money, which is they, which they never itemize, you can't, once, once it leaves the shore, you, you don't get a itemized list of what they spent. Where is all the money going, you want to know? This is the Chris Plant Show. And our job is to make sure we always protect the family. We always make it possible for parents to do for, my, to, to do for their children what my parents did for me and what your parents did for you. That's the American story. It changed the world. It inspired the world. Marco Rubio, uh, in his victory speech last night over Val Demings, who the Democrats were really pushing, and that means the media really pushing, and Marco Rubio uh, won quite handily, but uh, Ron DeSantis changed the electoral map. And uh, we'll get into that. Beto O'Rourke did not change the electoral map, but... You may remember uh, Steve Austin, the $6 million man. He was a $6 million man. Beto O'Rourke is the $164 million man. The Democrats have spent, and Democrats uh, have given Democrat voters and donors 
mostly billionaires and, you know, corrupt foreign uh, oligarchs, uh, have given $164 million to Beto O'Rourke's three campaigns, and he has failed in all three attempts to win office, to win elected office. But uh, 160, can you imagine being that much of a loser? You know, you're the $164 million loser man. And they'll probably run him again. Why they, they are so excited about him, it's a, it's a sexual thing. It usually is with, with them. Speaking of uh, sexual things and being wrong, the New York Times last night tweeted, tweeted something out because they have a Twitter account. And they haven't been suspended, you know, like the New York Post when they were publishing the truth about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden being big guy and all the corruption of the corrupt Biden family and their corrupt ill-gotten gains because of their corruption. But the New York Times tweeted last night, elections and anxiety often go hand in hand, especially when Hillary was losing. Remember that? There was a lot of, a lot of anxiety over that. Here are some evidence-based strategies they have evidence-based strategies. They believe in evidence-based things like, wait, like Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails on the lead-up to the 2020 election and, and like Russian collusion and, and the dossier and the Russian uh, P-tape. And, you know, they believe in evidence-based strategies that can help you cope, help you cope. This is because uh, they were expecting the Democrats, um, you know, might start throwing themselves off of bridges and things as the election results came in last night, they weren't that good. They weren't that good. In fact, we're still on pins and needles over here. Not very comfortable being on pins and needles. But here are the uh, the New York Times recommendations. Five ways to soothe election stress. Do any of them involve smoking crack and getting Russian hookers? No, no, Hunter Biden already knows what to do. So here are the five ways from the New York Times yesterday to soothe election stress. Try five-finger breathing. What? Trace the outside of your hand with your pointer finger. It's a pointer finger? Is that what I've got, a pointer finger? Have you ever called it a pointer finger? A, uh, it's a, the New York Times, I should call it their picking finger. <laughs> when you trace up, breathe in, and when you trace down, breathe out. You guys need help, all right? Recommendation number two, cool down. Plunge your face in a bowl with ice water for 15 to 30 seconds. This is what the New York Times is recommending for Election Day because they know that a great many Democrats are suffering from mental illness. They, uh, they saw that in the, uh, the Pew Research study. Move, it says. Move, like out of New York to Florida. Um, even a walk around the block can offer some relief. And, uh, and uh, 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 for an uneasy mind. Uh, this is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. Breathe like a baby. Breathe like a baby? Is that, is that like breathing like a baby? Democrats like to breathe like a baby. Focus on expanding your belly as you breathe with other people's food and other people's money, which can send more oxygen to the brain. Breathing can send more oxygen. Breathe like a baby. Is there recommended? Yes, it is. It is. Limit your scrolling, it says. My scrolling? But you just told me to scroll around the block, didn't you? <laughs> Limit your scrolling. Consider 
plotting out specific times when you look for election updates. You guys need help. Can I just say that? This is the New York Times. And uh, evidence-based indeed. Of course, there is. they did have this study a few weeks ago that found it was a survey, a poll with uh, Siena College, that found that the overwhelming majority of Americans view the news media as the number one threat to our democracy. And uh, we got that right, the wisdom of the American people. Not entirely on display yesterday, but, uh, but uh, never mind that. Pretty remarkable stuff. And Beto's the $164 million man. And he Yoga, lost. alternate nostril breathing, which I highly recommend. That's uh, Hillary Clinton uh, recommends alternate nostril breathing. You're supposed to shut your eyes. I don't want to shut, your, shut my eyes on, on, you know, on national television. National. But, you know, you do hold and you breathe through one and you hold it and then you exhale through the other and you keep going. She's doing coke, isn't she? She's <laughs> that's, you know, uh, alternate nostril breathing is uh, one of Hunter Biden's specialties. He does that very, very well. What happened to his art career? Also, the cold water AOC did that on video, remember? Oh, yeah, AOC did the cold water thing. She uh, dunked her uh, face into a bowl of uh, icy water. <sighs> We're not sure that that's the audio from that. It, it might, be, might be from something else uh, altogether, but uh, it, was, it was audio only, so we can't really be sure. <sighs> <laughs> It's not easy being AOC. She, uh, it's complicated. Know what I mean? Yeah, Beta O'Rourke uh, lost, and uh, that is, uh, you know, should have been a foregone conclusion. Stacey Abrams conceded, uh, never a foregone conclusion, uh, for sure. And um, boy, the headline from Fox News: They're amazing at setting Democrat money on fire. And boy, are they! Uh, Brian Kemp. Uh, won in in uh, Georgia in the governor's race because Stacey Abrams did not. And the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, another Democrat outlet, from booze to blowout. That's people booing, not not liquor. Uh, from booze to, uh, to uh, blowout, how Brian Kemp beat Stacey Abrams again. And it does say again. I'll give him credit for including the word again. I spent the, the interim 10 days between the election and my non-concession day, as we call it. Uh, <laughs> in fact, someone outside asked if I'm ever going to concede. The answer is no. Well, she finally conceded. <laughs> Although it's not on camera, is it? It's a silent. It's like a pocket veto. It's a, it's a silent concession. So until she does it on camera... I, I don't accept it as authentic. She's going to have to do it on camera, I think, to be, uh, to be sure. And I still can't believe uh, Fetterman. That is, that's completely insane. Uh, that he's going to go to the Senate with a hoodie and the tattoos and the sleeves pulled up. And the, they're going to have to put up a jumbotron for him so he can read whatever the hell's going on. The hypothesis that is being bandied about by many, uh, and it doesn't take a cynic at this point, is that he will be sworn in and uh, serve for a minute, uh, maybe a little longer, and that he will then step down because he's obviously not up to the job. And they'll appoint his wife, who wanted to make the swimming pool in the governor's mansion available to all people of color across the state of Pennsylvania because that makes a lot of sense. All right? yeah, it's a big state. You drive for like six hours to go swim at the pool, learn water safety, she said. She's a Bolshevik. Uh, but he is, too. 
So we got that uh, going for us. And uh, the fact, honestly, that in New York, that Kathy Hochul beat Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin was attacked on stage by a Democrat, had a spiky thing clutched in his fist. There was the uh, shooting. How many people shot? Two or three people shot right in front of Lee Zeldin's house. Um, not really a, uh, a thing. And, um, and the Democrats, they vote for more crime, for transgender story time for little kids in school, for open borders. They, they vote for anti-police Democrats. And this is a, a wink and a nod. You know, if you're in New York, I wouldn't take the subway today because I suspect a whole bunch of people are going to be thrown onto the tracks. It's a be kind of a Democrat celebration of sorts. Amazing that Lee Zeldin lost in New York, but New York is, is lost, obviously. Pennsylvania is lost, obviously. Michigan elected Gretchen Whitmer, re-elected Gretchen Whitmer, prevails over Tudor Dixon um, because, uh, you know, they're racist. Now, they're both white, but, you know, just call them racist anyway because that's what they do. Uh, pretty amazing stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Wes Moore in Maryland projected to be Maryland's first black governor. You know, for how long is this going to go on? <laughs> you know, the first um, uh, Indonesian uh, female gay governor of Uzbekistan. You know, I mean, what, what, uh, this is going to go on for a century until we check every box. And in Maryland, they legalized the marijuana. The marijuana was legalized. Uh, spoke to two colleagues this morning who live in Maryland. One voted for it, one voted against it. One voted for it, one voted against it. So, uh, but they can both still go by uh, the marijuana. Maryland legalizes um, uh, marijuana. Also, Maryland, uh, here's another headline. Maryland, Missouri vote to legalize pot. Arkansas, North Dakota, and South Dakota vote to not legalize pot. Although I think it might still be too close in North Dakota. If you live in North Dakota, you know, the, the, a lot of wind and Canada's up there and stuff. Um, people might, might smoke pot. And horribly, terribly, in Virginia, uh, the Democrats, Spanberger and Wexton, won third terms. And Virginia uh, is, uh, Virginia continues to disappoint politically. It's, uh, it's a sad thing. My friend Hung Kao uh, was, uh, was uh, running in the 10th district and, and apparently did not win because Jennifer Wexton and Abigail Spanberger uh, held on to their seats, and that is a... A terrible, horrible thing. Um, and uh, Hung Kao defeated. He, a uh, Naval Academy grad, romping, stomping, Navy, special operations, forces, uh, just an amazing guy. Uh, advanced degrees from you name it, and uh, amazing, amazing stuff. And the, you know, the Democrats, they, uh, they're racists. And, uh, you know, what else could it be? Because, yes, Lee Vega lost and Hung Kao lost. To the racist Democrats, you know, uh, Democrats in Virginia have a long history of being racists, don't they? Yes, they do. All right, and with that, let's go to someone who is there. I have my friends uh, Jeff and Jeff's wife's Jen were yesterday at the polling places, working Republicans, working um, for Hung Kau and the 10th District and, and poll watchers and, and so on. And with that, let's go to... Uh, Let's go to Anonymous, calling from Ashburn, Virginia, 
who was, uh, well, I'll let you tell your story, Anonymous. Uh, so, hey, Chris. Uh, so I live in a conservative area, not Ashburn. I'm just here at work. Um, and I, I told the call screener to use uh, anyone else, which is one of the write-in candidates that I saw last night while I was closing up the polls. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I could have used Han Solo, too, for that. Um, but uh, yesterday, um, I, I, you know, I, I was excited for the possibility of the red wave or the Republican wave. I'm sorry. Um, but when when we started to close the polls and I had to call in the results to the county registrar, I immediately got this sense of disappointment um, because I, I saw in a very conservative area that E.S. Lee Vega barely won our precinct. Um, and I, I was starting to think, oh, what, what, what's going on here? Um, and so, so immediately I, I started to feel like, oh, this, this night's not going to be nearly as good as we hoped. But I also have something for you, Chris. I have a story. I, have, I found the quintessential Democrat voters huh. because uh, I was a precinct chief, so I had to handle uh, anything that wasn't a normal check-in, a normal voting, right? Uh-huh. And it was an elderly woman who was clearly had some mental deficiencies, and her son had to help her, and he was a complete jerk. He was just, I, I wanted to punch this guy for the way he was treating his mom because he was getting so fed up with how her, with her, the difficulty she was having voting. And I, she marked her ballot in front of me, and I could see it was for Abigail Stanberger. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, these are your typical Democrats, mentally deficient, and a complete jerk. Well, uh, that that does sum it up uh, pretty well. Just uh, look at John Fetterman being sent to the United States Senate. And honestly, uh, mental incapacity is becoming a new norm among elected Democrats with Joe Biden in the White House and and uh, Fetterman. And and honestly, they got, you know, the, the brain dead nitwits of the squad who who don't know anything about anything and never will. It is remarkable. Well, you you served honorably, uh, I've got to say, Han Solo, and thank you for doing that. But you you saw the indicators early on in the seventh district where Yesley Vega was supposed to win, but didn't in uh, in Virginia. Exactly, and I got to wonder something about this Fetterman race. How exactly can someone vote for a guy? who probably can't even say his own name, clearly. Well, Democrats, you know, the the Pew Research said a majority of young Democrats, uh, uh, young Democrat women have been diagnosed with mental illness. And uh, if you describe as liberal and if you describe as very liberal, there is, uh, you know, there's a boy overwhelming majority of very liberal young white women diagnosed with mental illness 40 some odd percent of young liberals diagnosed with mental illness according to pew research pretty remarkable and uh you know my best girl this morning said maybe it was a mistake having every republican in the country move to florida all at once um look there are there is uh there is silver lining to be had here but it was not the wave election that we had hoped for. You're listening to The Chris Plant Show. I do, uh, I've got to say, I do think it's time to look at a change in leadership in the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy and 
and his minions, and in the Senate, Mitch McConnell. Uh, maybe at the RNC, because this is not a performance to write home about by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, the framing of the message and and on and on. Uh, and there's a lot of back and forth on both sides about President Donald Trump's role in in this election cycle. And I'll, I'll get into some of that today as well. Right now, let's go to the telephones, Michael. Uh, we're at 888-630-9625. Let's go to Donna calling from Frederick, Maryland. Donna, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hi, Chris. You know, out of everyone I listened to yesterday, you gave very accurate viewpoints on what to expect, which helped me temper down any excitement I had about a red wave, which turned into a red trickle. But that being said, it still left me scratching my head. I woke up thinking it feels like 2020. I actually went to bed thinking that. And the reason is I was thinking about the counting of the votes. And I was thinking about it's the economy, stupid. And none of it adds up. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts on all of that because I think we're going to have to simplify things. I think there's way more to this than meets the eye. And if anyone understands that, you do. Well, I think I do think, uh, and I was talking about it a bit yesterday, that we've mangled our system of electing political leaders to the point where, uh, you know, I think the left has uh, an interest in uh, diminishing, demolishing our confidence in our systems and in our institutions. And they've done a heck of a job, I think, when it comes to elections and shattering confidence in the way we do things. This uh, months long and using Wuhan, the Wuhan Red Death as a cover story to change the way we do everything in, in, uh, in 2020. And uh, then saying, no, now it's permanent. You know, now this is the way we do things. And uh, the mail out ballots and the, oh, you don't need signatures and you don't need dates and we'll take you to court and litigate everything. And, and even though today is election day, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, they announced that they're going to take days or weeks to count the ballots. Uh, we need to fix this. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.